Eat up with tax, don't know what to do The Bryson's are here for you We know every tip and trick A serious tax talk with a Louisiana twist well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Talking Tax. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. We've got the stars of the show in Mr. Kerry and Miss Angie Bryson of the Bryson Law Firm joining us momentarily for another tax law-related discussion. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, and hey, look, if you are coming aboard, you're joining us right now here on the Facebook live stream. We appreciate you being here. Big reason why we're doing it live here on Facebook is to, you know, obviously get some of your feedback from, you know, our viewership. So if you got a question or a comment about anything that we're diving into today, please throw it down in the comment box below. We'll take some time to address those questions and comments throughout today's show uh, and make sure we get any of your thoughts answered. Uh, if you're checking us out, maybe after the fact on a podcasting platform, all the same, appreciate you being here with us today for the conversation. Uh, if you ever want to be you know, attuned to when we're doing these on Facebook Live, you can always head over to the Bryson Law Firm Facebook page for updates on when our next live stream might be. Today, we're going to be diving into the tax resolution process. This is really the heart of what the Brysons do day in and day out. If you maybe missed the last few episodes, we've been building towards this moment. We've been talking about their discovery process, really what kicks everything off. Then, of course, the monitoring and compliance of going through and getting us to the point where we can finally face the IRS and get our tax issue resolved. Today, we are talking about just that, the resolution of your tax-related issue. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring the Bryson's on and get today's conversation rolling. Carrie and Angie, good to see you. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I am doing just fine. I'm excited to be here with you guys today. We are getting into the heart of what you guys do. Uh, but hey, for our audience members, maybe those who didn't check us out or, or just weren't able to catch our prior episodes where we took that deep dive into what your discovery process looks like, and then we moved into that second phase of monitoring and compliance, maybe we have you guys start there today. Could you give us a little high-level overview to bring our audience up to speed about uh, what those two parts um, of this process look like. I'll kick it over to you guys. Yeah. Well, okay. In the first part of the uh, of the case, the, the discovery phase, uh, you know, that's kind of as to keep it simple. That's the engagement, onboarding of the of the file. We, we've done the transcript. We've gotten the records from the IRS. We have, uh, you know, gotten all the financial records from the client. So, man, we've we've dug into the client's financials. We know them probably better than they know themselves. Uh, and we know what the IRS knows about them as well at this point, you know. So we've 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 kind of got our idea of what we want to do with this. The second part was, as we talked about, was the most important, you know, very important part is to get current and compliant, you know, because we can't do anything if they're not filing and they're, and they're, and they're not in some kind of system of paying because we've got to make these problems old problems, not ongoing problems. Okay, so we've got... We've got the client figured out. We've got the IRS figured out. Now we've got the client in a posture to get their case done. So now it's it's to the you know like you said, this is really the heart of what we do. It's time to basically, you know, for lack of a better word to put it, it's time to tee it up with the IRS. So and that's what we're getting ready to do here. I love it. And guys, I know that, yeah, it's such a big part of what you do. I mean, hey, when when your clients come to you for help, this is the moment that everybody looks forward to, of course, getting their tax-related issue taken care of. We're talking about you guys going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the IRS, you know, what this process looks like. Take me through, where do we begin? Uh, I would imagine it's probably some sort of submission, some sort of outreach to the IRS to get this process in motion uh, to be resolved. Talk to me about where we begin with the actual resolution of a tax-related issue. 
Well, we have to review the financials first, and that was part of the um, the, the compliance and monitoring um, component. So once we identify the options that are available to, to, to our clients, um, we will start uh, putting the pieces together, assembling documents, putting the forms together, um, and rolling that out to the client. I mean, there, there are so many, Harry and I talked about it this morning, there are so many options um, in, in the IRS world. I mean, you know, like if this page has, you know, 10 things on it. Um, and so one of the things that I think we're, well, I know we're, we're best at is taking a holistic approach toward re, towards resolving the tax issues. By that, I mean, um, there is no cookie cutter solution for, for what, what, what could be a good solution for me may not be a good one for Ryan. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very important that you, um, you get good advice with regard to what your options are. And, um, you know, it, we may put together an installment agreement. If you are a payment plan, uh, we may say, Hey, look, why don't we voluntarily pay, um, towards these tax periods uh, for a while and let some statutes run and, and those expire on some of the other periods. And there's, re there's a, just a lot of strategy there. So, you know, to, to give you a blanket answer is, is hard. Uh, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it, it is the same, it is the same process. So we'll look at those financials, visit with a client, confirm everything is correct. Um, lay out all the different options and scenarios and what the risks and benefits are. And then let them choose. You know, what are your what's your tolerance level? Uh, how long can you can you stand to wait? Uh, are you okay with with monitoring for several months and then uh, submitting a uh, a formal plan? Um, and, and, but then there's also, you know, that everything's an offering compromise. So we'll file every mm -hmm. file those documents to make a settlement offer. Um, you know, that's really it, kind of in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of questions that go with. Well, that. I mean, I'd yeah. add, I would add to, um, you know, to this. You know, each each one of the different options has different bureaucratic red tape that you got to go through. They got certain for you got to yeah. use a certain form for the for the offer. You got to use a certain form for the start. Right. You got to do this. You know, even a full pay, which sounds so simple, you're going to write a check. <laughs> but you know what? To write a check, and get it into the IRS and get it credited appropriately and get the lien removed requires a certain form and certain right. process and certain certain procedures to go through to make sure it all happens that way. So, so, um, and, and, and the problem is not the problem, you know, the good thing to have, but what uh, I think what Angie was alluding to is that, you know, not every client is going to say, you know, okay, we're doing a storm agreement. Well, we're going to do the storm agreement. But we're also going to do a penalty payment. We're also going to do, you know, this evaluation. So there's other things that we've been doing. Not, not one thing applies, usually more than one thing applies. So we're doing a, a you know, a bunch of different things. And, um, what I tell people and, and what I guess will be good for this podcast, because a lot of these people, you know, are going to try this themselves. And and um, the the biggest mistake that I see from people when they try to do it themselves is they, you know, the lack of understanding of following the bu the bureaucratic process. Because if you don't follow it, guess what? The IRS will kick it out. They send it right back. They love that, you know. And that's what happens. Well, even if you do follow it, they'll yeah, make they'll it still try to kick it out. And you got when you <laughs> yeah. did right. You good point. You're right. You know, so they'll do that. So it's it's a it's a process, but. I would I tell people all the time the problem is is a lack of proof like like somebody qualifies for a penalty abatement because they had this great loss they had a death in their family a hurricane or something like that but so they just allege it oh well I had the hurricane came through and I didn't do or my my spouse lost his job and did but they don't they don't take the extra step to prove 
that their spouse lost a job or that they were in the hospital for four months and get the medical records. It's the lack of proof and the understanding of how to prove uh, an argument, you know, is kind of the biggest issue that I see, um, you know, for people that really try to do it themselves. And, and of course, if we're going to do it, you know, we're going to prove the case. So we've, we've spent 30, you know, 30 plus years proving a case, you know, proving yeah. cases. So it's, it's, and, and that's why it takes us that extra effort to get yeah. it because, you know, our submissions, you know, when they go to the IRS, you know, I love them because they're, they're thick and they're meaty and, you know, and I know the bureaucrat looking at it is not wanting to go through all that anyway. So I get some joy out of that just myself. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that so that would be, I'd say, the process of getting it all together, yeah. getting the plan and knowing how to implement each element of the plan to the fullest and which is in the best, you know, in the best interest of the client. Uh, guys, I love that. And, you know, for again, for our audience, you know, we spent a, a whole episode really diving into the various options uh, that are available for tax relief. I mean, you guys mentioned a few there offered compromise installment agreements, you know, currently non collectible being one. I mean, there's a there's a laundry list of different options that are available. Obviously, you had just mentioned that it all pertains to, you know, your your specific option will pertain to your obvious, you know, your tax related issue. But here we are. We've you know you go through the submission of that resolution request, that thick stack of paper you just mentioned, Carrie. Uh, okay, they've digested that information. Uh, I'm sure they come back with some thoughts of their own. What does this negotiation communication process look like as you're trying to reach that true solution for the client? How does that play out, and what's the client's involvement in that? Are they just kind of sitting back in their seat, letting you guys do the work? What's that look like? We never, I mean, not say never, we very rarely have our clients speak with the IRS. Um, you know, of course, they, the IRS is able to demand that they speak with them, but very rarely do they request that. So, you know, we insulate, uh, one of our jobs is to protect protect our clients from, from the IRS, right? So um, we insulate our clients and we handle most of our work is done by phone. Some of it is done in person. Uh, but the IRS is pretty much a phone world right now, even with a, with a case that has a specific revenue officer or a specific person assigned to, towards resolution. Um, I mean, negotiation looks like, you know, everything you can imagine, phone calls, letters, faxes. Um, for me, uh, I, I'm very particular about documenting everything that I do or every conversation, you know, we, in turn, we all are, um, with the IRS. And so that's important because as I said previously, really joking, but seriously, you know, they'll kick things back that are perfect and say that we missed X, Y, Z when I'm, I'm looking at my package and I know I submitted X, Y, Z three times, you know? So, um, in terms of what that looks like negotiation-wise, it's lots of phone calls, lots of letters, documenting conversations, you know, and recording our efforts on paper, essentially, over and over and over again. And then we ha we have to appeal. Yeah. I mean. And, and it's also, it's also too, like in the phone calls, I mean, how many times have we had a phone call and, you know, the the IRS personnel would say, oh, the, that's not allowed. <laughs> you know, like, hmm. Yeah, it is allowed. Sure Look here, you know, and you got to, you know, it's like, just like a negotiation. Well, yeah, it is. Here's your, usually you got to cite their manual to them. Here's your revenue manual. You got to look here, you know, and they're like, oh, wow. okay. this, you know, the, the training of, it depends on where you are in the, in the case, uh, you know, in what type of case you have, because there are some cases that are handled by high level people that 
you know, in, even attorneys in some situations that we deal with. And those, those are actually yeah, those, more pleasant. Those are actually, yeah, they're sometimes easier because it's, yeah. it's uh, more cut and dry, really. Uh, mm -hmm. But sometimes with the IRS, depending on the level and the experience of the person, and, and frankly, even the, some of the experienced ones, uh, I think, are just you know, having a bad day. Let's just leave it at that. They're having a bad day, and they don't want to do anything. And you have to, uh, you know, you have to be ready. You have to be on your P's and Q's and know what's allowed, what's not allowed. Now, obviously, we know, but just because something's not allowed doesn't mean I'm not going to try to get it through. Sure. You know, I mean, of course, I'm going to try to, you know, if they miss it, they miss it. If they don't, I'm, and I'm, they do the same to us. If they, if you don't know your file and don't know your stuff, they definitely will, will get you into a bad deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I see with people a lot of times. Um, they think the IRS is the final, is the judge. And they're not the judge, you know, they're, they're not the final say. They're just, they you know, so they'll just agree to something that they really shouldn't be agreeing to, something they can't afford or something mm -hmm. they can't they just agree to because they think that's it. Well, it's not it. And, and like Angie said, there's always appeals. There's always other areas you can go to. There's things you can do. And a lot of times, uh, how many times have we had to, uh, in negotiations where you just kind of get an, uh, you reach an impasse with somebody because they're not understanding your argument so you say, well, you could just simply say, well, let me speak to your supervisor. Mm -hmm. I, I'm let me go up. And a lot of times I've had to go to the supervisor and then or the supervisor and I go, supervisor. hey, well, let me speak to your regional manager. And we go mm -hmm. up and, you know, I mean, I've, you know, we've had cases where we go all the way back to Washington, D.C. if we have to. Well, you got to go all the way up because they're just not understanding and they're not wanting to agree. Um, wow. So that's that's kind of, you know, to know those things and know what goes up. So it's not the unfortunate part of it that I find is that it's it can be a very slow and tedious process because when I ask to speak to the manager, it's not like the manager's sitting right there waiting to pick the phone call up. It's, you know, because I know I have a right to speak to that manager, but I got a right within 48 hours to speak to that manager. Well, then I, you know, we hang up, the request goes to the manager. Well, guess what? The manager don't call you back in 48 hours. So then you got to call, then you got to start this, and then you go. So it, it's just things take time. And and that's the most frustrating part, I think, for clients. Is Persistence. They don't, they don't understand that it just takes time. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it's all over the paper today. The IRS is six months behind in opening mail. Right. Six months wow. behind in opening mail. I mean, they, they've got stuff sitting in, in envelopes just sitting in trucks out in the parking lot. I mean, it's, you know, and those are checks out there. There's tax returns out there. There's correspondence from us out there saying, you know, we want to file for this building, whatever. It's They're just sitting there. Wow. Well, Gary, I'm glad you brought up that idea of just a slow timeline because uh, I know we've touched on this in past episodes, but I feel like it's worth clarifying again for our, our audience is during this process of negotiation, right? And that timeline's getting stretched out. Your client's thinking, okay, I've, I've done my part. I sought help with the Brysons. We're, we've got this in motion. Maybe they've had penalties that have been tacked on during the process of them not filing or whatever their circumstances is. Once that once those negotiation efforts are taking place and the, and a true resolution request has been submitted, we're now in it, you know, can, you know, just for a point of clarification for our audience, can those penalties continue to be tacked on during that? So basically from the client standpoint, is this elongated time that it's taking to get this resolution, is it costing them money or is this something that can all just still be disputed or resolved on the back end when the time comes? Just a point of clarification here. That's a really great question. Um, so one of the 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 um, big 
analysis that happens in our, internally for us when we're evaluating options is to 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 forward think to 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 anticipate what is the most beneficial for for the client. So for example, if Ryan is going to be a payment plan and I know that very early in the process, I may not want to request a formal payment plan today um, because of other issues. However, I'm going to have a conversation with you and say, look, Ryan, you really need to start living like you're in this payment plan uh, today because if you don't, and the end game 18 months from now is a payment plan, um, then you're going to look at me and say, why didn't we do this 18 months ago and save me interest? And um, I could have whittled down my balances um, 18 months ago. So we're going to have a real conversation practically about how to save you money by getting by forward thinking. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so if that's, that's why it's important for us to look at the whole picture early on with your financial snapshot and understand the direction we're going in. Are we going to go north? Are we going to go south? If you're an offer and we feel like you're a really good offer and we have the conversation, it doesn't matter how much you owe. If the offer is accepted and you've accrued another $25,000 in penalties uh, 18 months later, the offer is the offer and that's a static number. So I'll tell you that and I'll look and you know, the risk is that it gets denied. Um, mm -hmm and that you do have those penalties there. And the, the analysis happens early on in, in our in our relationship. So that's a great question, mm -hmm. uh, but it's important to and forward it, think. It's, yeah, the point is that it, that your question should be uh, analyzed in every case, in every situation, because yes, you are. And, and that's, you know, one of my most frustrating uh, experiences in this practice is knowing that there's scammers out there that advertise and they do that. And all they do is they get the clients, they get them. I dealt with one yesterday. I had a client, you know, and he had five years ago, he hired this one of these scam companies out there, paid him a bunch of money. They filed an offer in compromise and completely wrecked his case. Uh, they've extended the statute. We talked about that in an earlier podcast. You know, one of the worst things you can do is file an offer in compromise if it's junk, you know, and there's so much junk that gets out there. Um, you know, because it extends the statute of limitations. It increases the penalties and interest, just like Angie was just talking about. So right. it's, it's, you know, it's really a bad thing to do in your case. Happens all the time because people, you know, those offers are really hard to get and they take an extremely long time. I mean, we're talking 18 months from filing to getting this thing resolved. That's a long time. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. You got to understand. Yeah, it's a great deal when you settle your case for pennies on the dollar, but you better understand that, you know, and have a really, really good shot of selling that case. It's not automatic. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not a fill out a form and have it done. Have it done. Yeah. Right. It, it's mm -hmm. a, it, the reason it takes so long is because they scrutinize those. They're not just routinely granted. It's right. heavily scrutinized, goes to special units that look at everything and, uh, you know, and are looking for reasons to deny it. Uh, so sure. And, and Carrie, one thing I also want to circle back to, and I, this is something I feel like that we briefly touched on in a past episode is this idea of, uh, would you agree with this statement of you kind of have one shot with the IRS and if you miss, it can create more problems for you down the road. So when that time comes for a submission of the resolution request for you guys to go ahead and put your plan forth based on whichever solution you believe is, is pertinent for that given client. Uh, for like, as if a client was going to take this by storm themselves and not utilize a service, uh, you know, like the Bryson law firm, uh, if they were to take this on, maybe throw out uh, an installment, you know, or an offer, or, or maybe look to try and get some penalties abated. Would you agree with the, in, in the, just kind of the phrase, really the idea of you kind of have one shot 
Otherwise, it can create more problems for you. What are your thoughts on this? And because I'm sure there's somebody out there in the audience that maybe has tried once before, had some issues, and maybe now they're like, uh, am I too deep in the hole at this point? You know, just kind of clue me in on this. Well, I, I mean, I'll answer, you know, uh, you know, as an attorney, I'm, I'm not going to give you the absolute. Uh, no sure. Ever say yes uh, to that question. But, uh, but I would say that uh, in most cases, uh, yes. Uh, I do like to put the best foot forward when I'm coming to resolve a case, but there, you know, I'm going to put the best, I'm going to take my best shot and, you know, and, and we're going to try to get it resolved, but there are situations, you know, I, and I can think of several that sometimes it's, you don't want your best foot forward. There's some reasons, uh, and valid reasons are very good reasons and, and very good strategy to maybe not do the best shot in the beginning, maybe try to do something else, or maybe you're trying to accomplish something that's because, you know, the, only the clients know, and we know that in two years, the client may stand to inherit a bunch of money. Just say that. And could, things are going to be completely different in a couple of years. So I don't want to wait a couple of years and get and resolve this. You know, I want to kind of, and that if I do something that's going to take a long time to resolve, I may not want to do that because then the light's going to be shined on them in two years. I want to shine the light now. So it, it's just strategy. I mean, and that's what Angie was talking about at the very beginning. I mean, each case is so different and really have to understand all the different angles of approach, but, but generally speaking, I'll never give you that absolute. Generally speaking, I would say, yes, uh, I do. We usually are going to put the best shot, take the best shot from the, from the get go. I will say Good though. Deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always. I mean, you know, um, but if, if someone has tried to solve their tax problem, um, I'm not sure. I hope I'm answering your question, but if someone has tried previously to solve their tax problem, like this particular client who actually hired someone to help, who clearly, you know, maybe didn't do a great job or you've called and, you know, you've not knowingly or unwittingly put yourself into a payment plan that you can't afford. It doesn't mean that you can't explore all of these options again with the IRS. Um, it's, it's better if you do it right the first time, obviously, um, cause it'll cause you a lot less pain and sorrow and interest maybe in some other things. But, um, we start fresh when clients come to us we're looking at at it like a, a blank slate i mean clearly we have to deal with history um if there was a prior payment plan and the all those issues but it's not like these options are still not available to most most clients um so i hope good point they're not mutually exclusive you, yeah, yeah yeah right um and there is a mis misconception about that i mean you know i've had a payment plan in the past and now i'll never get another one um, I mean, the IRS wants, I mean, let's face it, they, they want to be paid, you know, and, sure. and if they're not going to be paid, then they want to know that there's closure with an offer or some other option like bankruptcy or something like that. They, they want it done. Um, so those things are always open, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Well, yeah. guys, as we're kind of bringing the tax resolution process to a head here, one thing I did want to touch on is there's this idea of ancillary items. Clue me in on what is this? What are we talking about? Where do they apply? Uh, give us kind of a little bit of an overview on this and just how they come into play as we're moving through tax resolution as a whole. Dude, I'll, yeah, you can. I'll start. I'm sure Angel will have to clean it up. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, so. What 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 that to me means, and I think what we're trying to convey, and where we see a lot, uh, let's say we do get the offer and compromise accepted. Okay. Well, it doesn't just it, the case. People think, well, okay, great, but you know, most offers and compromise require uh, uh, you know payments over five months, uh, or some 
payments over 24 months. Well, then there's still a process, and those have to be paid on time in the deal. Well, you know, like I said, well, if you just mail in that check, well, it's sitting in the 18-wheeler in the parking lot, and they didn't open it on time. Well, guess what happens? If they if you send it in here, they don't – the offer automatically defaults. Um, like people don't realize that. Just, just for instance, with an offer, um, you know, one of the things – you know, an offer, you, you basically put on probation after they're granted. You have to file, you have to file on time pay on time for five years after that. If you don't, automatically, it's automatically rejected. Everything goes, goes right back into collections. They just like it never happened. You know, and clients need to realize that. There's, there's, these things don't just end. I think. Another thing I, I alluded to early, I'm going to, clients walk in on time. I, I, want, I want that lien off. I'm ready to write a check. What do I need to do? You can't just mail in a check. You'll never, the lien, you know, you mail in a check, they can, they'll take the money. You know, use it. That gets, but then they got to get the lien off. That's a whole nother process, whole nother department, whole nother thing to get the lien off. Now there are ways to go in and you kind of go to the office and you, you know, you get the lien release and you give them the check, kind of, kind of tit for tat type deal. And you know, but those are the things that you got to know how to do. Uh, so there's a lot of closure items. How many? I mean, how many times have we seen an installment agreement? We get a letter saying installment agreement is granted. It's in place. Da 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 da. Then we go check the records 30 days, 60 days later, and it's their their IRS records show them not in any kind of agreement. Or they still they, subject to collect. They miss a tax. Wow. It's, so then and it just yes. Yeah. There's always there's all these little housekeeping items that you need to, to sew it up and put it in a nice box. You know, I mean, I can't tell many clients come and say, "I was in an installment. I got a levy. I've been paying under this installment. I called and did this installment agreement. I'm paying five hundred dollars a month for the last two years, and I just got a levy. How'd that happen? Well, you go look at their records. And one of the payments wasn't credited. They missed filing a tax return. They didn't know that they had to file their tax returns on time and pay or incur another liability. They still paying the $500 a month and didn't even know they were in default. Wow. So happened. we see this all the time. So there's a lot of little housekeeping items mm-hmm. that, uh, that will prevent, you know, uh, prevent a complete closure of the case. And that's kind of what we're talking about, to make sure this thing is sewn up, put to bed. Client goes on with, with, with their life. You know, and the IRS gets its its agreed to money, and everybody walks away, and, and the case is done. Right. I mean, that's that's the goal at the end of the day is that full right. case completion. That's how we round out this whole tax resolution process. And yeah, I mean, we mentioned the monitoring and becoming current and compliant on the front end of of obviously submitting this resolution request, but. But it sounds to me like there's some monitoring going on after the fact to make sure that, you know, hey, the solution that we reached continues to be the solution that we reached. Uh, so, again, if anything, to draw from that, you know, as a you know a member of our audience or a potential client of the Bryson Law Firm is the idea of just having, uh, you know, a team in your corner to watch your back, to help you through that process, because it's daunting. I mean, we've hey, we've hit that nail on the head with this show. I mean, it can be daunting to you know move through this process with the IRS. Try and take the bull by the horns by yourself. Uh, boy, does it help to have somebody in your corner. So, guys, as we're bringing today's episode to a head here, any final thoughts regarding tax resolution? Uh, anything else you want to leave our audience with? Maybe something to consider for themselves should they maybe find themselves in their own tax-related issue at the moment. Do something. Yeah. We do it. We say it every time. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think my big takeaway from this would be that there's not a one one size fits all solution really for for anyone. Um because everybody's got some moving parts and and, and it's a distinct um financial situation. Everybody's life is different, clearly. Uh that for me, that's the big takeaway. Uh I don't know. 
about Kerry, but yeah, I mean, I, did, I mean, I I'll go back to my soapbox, and and I've said this so many times. You know, do something, do something, but you know, but do, do not, the right thing. Yeah. but do not call those scammers, and do not do that. It'll take you, you know, don't do do get you a, a, a reputable, you know, lawyer, ta local tax lawyer that can that knows what he's doing. That's done this before, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows. I mean, you Google them and you find out everything about everybody. You know, check them out. Make sure and make sure you have you're comfortable with it because you're going to spend some time and money uh, and money with these people. You sure. know, they they to become a part of your 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 family. I mean, you know, and if they if if you don't want to be a part of that family, don't don't retain them because you're gonna if 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 their attitude is you know uh, that because you're gonna spend some time with these people. It, these cases are usually you know not that quick as as they should be. Uh, because of the IRS, really. But mm -hmm. so, so I would say, you know, do something. You know, get your ducks in the row. Understand what you're doing, um, and and you know, move. It, it don't, you know, putting your head in the sand and continuing to not file or continue not knowing is not going to help because penalties and interest are going to go. And you know, just so you know, we talked about that interest, but and I'll remind people, you know, interest is not abatable. It's unless you can prove the IRS did something to increase the amount of the interest, which I've been doing this for 30 years and I've never been able to do that. Well, so, you know, it is impossible to do that. It has to be, a, it's, it's rare that you can ever show that. So don't, your interest is going to continue. Now penalties, yeah, they're abatable and they have to have reasons and we could do that. But still, the, you know, the IRS is not a great creditor. <laughs> they're not, you know, so Which let's, super credit, yeah, let's take credit. care of this. Uh, take care of it, do something. It's time to fix it. It's, they're all fixable problems. I have not had a problem that we couldn't fix. I love that. Guys, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Uh, you know, you got a business to run. You got a lot of clients to help uh, work through their tax-related you know, related issues, and we appreciate you being here on the show to kind of walk through what that resolution process looks like. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to having you guys back, getting, uh, getting into another discussion here soon. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, and hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, you took something away from today's conversation, do us a favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the show on the platform you're checking us out on, and then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations, because at the end of the day, we're having, we're bringing the same types of meetings that Carrie and Angie are having with their clients on a regular basis. We're bringing them right here to this show having those same conversations here we've got some great episodes teed up for you guys in episodes to come would hate to have you miss out on any beneficial information so for updates as i mentioned at the beginning if you're ever wondering when we're going to be coming on here live here on the facebook page you can always head over to the facebook page for updates as to when we're going to be doing these live streams so for carrie and angie i'm ryan ruff we're going to go ahead and say so long today but we appreciate you being with us on today's installment talking tax <laughs>